The following is part of a Christmas meditation by Bishop Fulton Sheen. But it also has an important Advent message for us, which is why I share it with you this morning. The name that was given to God who became man was Jesus, which means Savior, Savior from our sins. Thus, Christmas is not for nice people. It is for nasty people. Nice people think they are good and need no Savior. Nasty people come to Jesus because they are convertible, aware of their own imperfections and a deep sense of needing to be cleansed. Their emptiness is not meaningless, like that of a Grand Canyon, but rather like the emptiness of the manger that can be filled. They have a hunger and a thirst for something not of themselves. So they look to the Lord in the manger, who is very fond of nasty people. A half hour ago, if I had asked you the question, are you a nice person, you probably would have responded, well, of course, Father Ray. But now, after listening to Bishop Sheen, you might choose to rethink your answer. And that would be a very good thing. I wouldn't blame you at all for doing that. The point here, my brothers and sisters, is not that it's good to be bad. The point is not that it's good to be nasty, which is precisely the lie that the world tells us every day, especially through the media. I thought in preparing for this homily of Charlie Sheen's character on the sitcom Two and a Half Men. It's a perfect example of this phenomenon. He is bad on that show. Extremely bad. But the writers portray him in such a way that he ends up becoming an endearing character to the audience. In spite of his badness. See, in the world, it's good to be bad. That's not what Bishop Sheen is saying here. The point of Sheen's reflection is that even nice people are bad in various ways because they're sinners. We all are. And when nice people are bad, it's bad for them not to recognize that they're bad. Hopefully you could follow that. It's bad for a number of reasons. First of all, if they don't recognize their badness, they stay bad in the ways that they have been bad. And everyone around them has to pay the price. Everyone around them suffers the consequences. Furthermore, they have to live with their selfish and miserable selves, which is no picnic either. And lastly, and most importantly, they cut themselves off from the one thing that can cure them of their badness, the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. The grace and the mercy that he came to this earth 2,000 years ago to give them, the grace that he died on the cross to give them. And so the church, in her great wisdom, presents us with John the Baptist every second Sunday of Advent in the Gospel reading. The church, in her wisdom, does that so that we will reflect on our badness, our personal badness, our personal nastiness so that ultimately we will be motivated to go to Jesus Christ 
in his goodness, if at all possible, in the sacrament of confession. The fact is that each and every one of us is a mixture of some niceness and some nastiness. Now, we mix those up in different ways, right? Some might be more nice than nasty, some more nasty than nice. You can reflect on that in your own personal life. But the nice people in Bishop Sheen's meditation don't recognize that fact. They don't see that mixed within themselves. Consequently, they never deal with their nastiness. In many ways, they are just like Ebenezer Scrooge before he was visited by his three ghost friends on Christmas Eve. By the way, have you seen the new movie version of A Christmas Carol, starring Jim Carrey as the voice of Ebenezer Scrooge? It's very well done. It's an excellent film extremely faithful to Charles Dickens's book. Although I will say this, it might be a little too intense for younger children, and those of you who have seen it know what I'm talking about. Scrooge, you see, thought he was a nice guy. We forget that, but he really did think he was a nice person. He thought he was a fine, law-abiding, hard-working citizen. And from one point of view, he was all those things. But in many ways, he was also extremely nasty. And his nastiness affected Bob Cratchit. It affected Bob's family and a lot of other people, everyone he came into contact with, really. It even affected Scrooge himself. It turned him into a selfish recluse. It turned him into a miserable miser. But because of the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future, he did get a second chance. And that was his big worry, was it not? Especially when he was confronted by the ghost of Christmas yet to come. He was worried that he would not have a chance to demonstrate that he was a changed man. He was afraid that the ghost of Christmas yet to come was showing him things that would be, not things that might be, if he didn't change for the better. Jesus Christ, my brothers and sisters, and this is the core message of our faith, Jesus Christ came so that we might have a second chance. In fact, Jesus Christ came, suffered, died, and rose again so that we could have as many second chances as we needed in this life. That's the good news. That's the great news. But you see, like the nasty people in Bishop Sheen's meditation, we have to recognize our personal need for a second chance. And like Ebenezer Scrooge, we have to do what needs to be done to take advantage of the second chance that Jesus offers to us. Near each of the two doors on either side of our church, there is a little sign that reads, Reconciliation Room. That sign could read, Second Chances Given Here. And it would mean exactly the same thing. The Lord Jesus Christ, working through Father Judice and yours truly, 
will be giving out second chances to nasty people next Saturday, right here in our church, for two solid hours from 2.30 until 4.30 p.m. It would be very, very, very nice to see you there, especially if you haven't made a good confession yet this Advent.